Welcome back, everybody, to Unstable Opinions. It's the podcast where we think so you don't have to. Uh, I'm your host, Gabe. Is that going to be our tagline now? No, I just thought... I think that's a pretty good tagline. I mean, we said I was bad at intro, Well, I don't think our thoughts are good enough to be trusted, so... No. Well, I guess that's not really a good thing to say going into a... (laughs) (laughs) A podcast about Probably multiple hours long, our thoughts, movie review, but... Chris, anyway. I'm trying to sell our brand here. <laughs> anyway, I'm Chris. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm Gabe again. <laughs> and today, uh, we've got a very special episode, uh, which is the first in a trilogy, mm. uh, <laughs> which is kind of poetic, because they rhyme. Uh, the great George Lucas said that once upon a time. Stop So, <laughs> 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 so uh, today uh, is our first episode in a series of three weekly episodes uh, on the entire Skywalker saga in the Star Wars series. So uh, this episode is going to be the prequel trilogy. Uh, next week we're going to do the original trilogy. And the week after, which is the week uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker comes out, we're going to do the sequels. So uh, we're doing them in chronological order. And uh, now that we're here at this point, and we just have rewatched all of the uh, um, Star Wars prequels, uh, I said, "Yeah, I said the hard part is over now, (laughs) but now we just have to talk about it." So, uh, usually, uh, if you're new to the podcast, the way it usually works is that uh, we'll go around, uh, say what we've been playing and watching, uh, maybe do uh, a few news stories, but because we're talking about three movies today instead of one i think uh we're probably just gonna head right into the review i mean uh, not much has really happened in the way of news anyway other uh, than black widow trailer. yeah like a couple trailers for stuff dropped yeah. like the new the new james bond trailer dropped black widow trailer um crisis on infinite earths trailer like you said earlier there's nothing big um, to talk about though not, <laughs> well, I mean, no. there is good stuff to talk about. We just don't. But nothing. It's not. Happened yeah, yet. Not, it's like it was all trailers. There was yeah. no. Yeah, and and even if there was no good stuff to talk about, we don't we have really have. Of... <laughs> we have a lot to cover today. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's just go ahead and jump in to the Star Wars prequels. So I'm not really sure. I do kind of want to go over each one individually and say what I liked about each and what I didn't like about each. Uh, but I think overall, uh, it might be good to just go over uh, what we liked and didn't like about the prequels in general, because I feel like I'll kind of be repeating myself over and over again if I have to keep saying uh, things that I didn't like for each entry and things that I did like for each entry. So yeah. okay, I got. Are we gonna start with dislikes or likes? Uh, that's up to you guys. Okay, because. Fuck the politics. <laughs> Holy crap. You can't... Okay, the prequel. The prequels are how long? Almost seven hours in total. And about 3.5 hours is politics. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel like it could have been... I mean, I, I don't even know if I could say it could have been interesting. I feel like there is certain interesting aspects of certain things. Like the, um... I mean... Oh, I guess I guess I should probably say this now. Uh, heavy spoilers for all of the Star Wars prequels and probably future Star Wars movies. 
Uh, if you haven't seen any of the the Star Wars movies, we yeah, highly we're probably going to touch on a lot yeah. of Star Wars. Too. Even though the prequels don't necessarily have the best reputation, and they are far from the best in the entire Star Wars saga, I mean, uh, we still three is the best. But yeah, we still <laughs> we still recommend watching them. Yeah, at least once each. Uh, I mean, it's a sin if you haven't seen so, Star Wars by yeah. now. So, uh, I guess now, now that we've got that out of the way, um, the Chancellor being evil the whole time, it is kind of interesting to see like certain things about like him working in the background to try to give himself more power. Uh, but just a lot of stuff about like trade disagreements and... There's just trees a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be there's there. There's a lot of talking. Like, and talking isn't necessarily bad on its own, but it's just presented in such a boring way most of the time. Like, there's so many scenes where characters are just... Like, it cuts to different characters, and it's just so many scenes of characters just giving expositional dialogue or explaining okay, what they I'm have to do. Okay, I'm about to make a really controversial statement. But what it feels like is watching an anime. <laughs> where instead of just getting the fight scene over with, they talk the entire I mean, time. Okay, I can see that with like Dragon Ball. <laughs> that is that is how fighting like, works. I love, in see, Ball. I love but my see, hero, but it's the same way. In the middle of the fight, they just start talking for like five minutes. But at least in my that hero format, like they it. they like there's action interlaced with the talking. Yeah. Here, it's there's there's action sequences and there's talking sequences, and the talking sequences take up. Way I, more time than they should. Way too much I feel time. like the, what I liked and disliked about the prequels is pretty like black and white. There's no gray area. They had exciting scenes, and I loved those. And then they had the boring ass scenes, and I yeah. hated those. And there are ways that you can make those scenes exciting. Like there is ways to get exposition across without like just having characters explain things. Like George Lucas, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> He, the, crea- <laughs> the creative mind behind all this. I feel like I should, so, what, <laughs> Nick just dropped my phone off the desk by pulling on the charger. All right, just restart. <laughs> no, 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 we're fine. Um, George Lucas, I, I, you can say a lot of different things about him. I think he, by a, a lot of, man. By, by a lot of accounts, he is a creative genius. He, he created this entire world, you know, he has this whole backstory and this whole plan which i guess by certain things in the original trilogy he might not have planned out as much as he says yeah. that he did with <laughs> luke and leia being brother and sister um but <laughs> yeah but so by a lot of accounts i do think that lucas deserves a lot of credit for what he was able to achieve in these movies because even like you know people complain about the overuse of cgi but a lot of it was groundbreaking technology for its time and it is really impressive the world that he was able to come up with and like the the story and everything but i feel like in terms of the prequels after he made the original trilogy i feel like his reputation as a creative genius kind of led to him having way more control over all aspects of the production than he should have <laughs> and that kind of led to you know he directed the movies he wrote the movies yeah. he was heavily involved in the editing of the movies and just a lot of like because of that his shortcomings kind of shine through more than like most people would have liked them to you know yeah i, I feel like he put a lot of work into the editing and transitions <laughs> yeah the transitions yeah I, he he did i mean watching them now 
after being so long, I can understand a lot more than I did before. Yeah. From what's actually happening in the story. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not just like, paying attention to just the lightsaber fights. Yeah. See, and... I can understand a lot more, but I'm even more bored than when I was a kid. Yeah, because like... I don't feel like George Lucas is is getting his story through yeah. the best way. He's not he's not a great writer. Yeah. In terms of like character back and forth and, and dialogue. dialogue is is not Yeah. The romantic dialogue in these movies <laughs> is some so, of the worst oh, I've seen. But so even bad. like, you know, we were talking about the the political scenes and stuff and the exposition. It's just characters explain things way more than they need to sometimes. And sometimes it's better like there are ways to tell a story without having a character explicitly say something. Okay, one thing, okay, in episode three when he's talking about Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Like, you know how in, like, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, they did that whole flashback scene when he's talking about Jack and how they killed him and all that? Yeah. They show this whole flashback. Mm -hmm. I wish he showed a flashback to him killing Darth Plagueis. Well, see, I would think, I would think that... Because we've never seen Darth Plagueis before. Well, that, that scene, that opera room scene, I was actually going to say, I feel like that's, this is in episode three. This is that's an example of them doing it right, because instead of having him just explain like you can get powers from the dark side and stuff, he use he tells a story, and it's like you know he you know it's implied that he had something to do with the story, but he kind of leaves it ambiguous and he's just like uses the story to say like hey you know you can get this power and it's like you know it'll it just the the effects that it has are they come across better through him telling it through a story rather than him just saying, hey, you can get this power and then you'll be able to yeah, do this. You know, I mean, we kind of feel like we we can sense the temptation that he's feeling as well. It, yeah. it, it kind of puts us in Anakin's shoes yeah. in that moment. Yeah, that's, like that's, that's definitely one of the better scenes. Yeah. But it mo for the most part, most of the dialogue is just really on the nose and it makes the scenes that aren't, they you know, like over-the-top action <laughs> scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's like... I feel like that comes across in the direction, too, because there are a lot of really good actors in these movies, but because of the dialogue and because of the way they're directed to the, the deliver the lines, it comes across as robotic and forced and boring. And Every time Yoda makes Windu or Anakin <laughs> talks. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's a shame... Because they're all such good characters, and and, and they're good they're actors more. too. And I even feel like Hayden Christensen. You know, he gets a lot of hate for his performances in these movies. It's not his fault. But it's not. Yeah, like I mean, you know, obviously, you know, certain actors are able to convey it a little bit better like Ewan than McGregor, Hayden Christensen like, does. But he could have done a lot better if he was given better direction. Like Ewan McGregor, his some of his lines are just terrible. Mm -hmm. But him as an actor, just. It's really good. Yeah, he makes like, it work. He makes everything work. Yeah. With and the I, rest of the actors, like, they're giving garbage and they spit out garbage. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's that's a major problem with it is just the dialogue and the direction and all that. Um, the overuse of CGI kind of bothers me. Like, because just because everything in the originals was originally before the special editions and mm -hmm. everything, it was done practically for the yeah. most part because they kind of had to do it practically and i feel like a lot of times there are sequences in the originals that look better than certain sequences in this movie do now because the technology doesn't hold up as much as they hoped it would like it is certainly like groundbreaking to make as much of the movie in computer graphics at, that they did at the time but i also feel like they 
they, they kind of got in over their heads and <laughs> were doing it with like unnecessary stuff. Like all the clone troopers in this movie are all CGI. Mm-hmm. And they just, it, like I said it while we were watching episode three, it looks like live action characters interacting with characters from the Clone Wars cartoon on Cartoon Network. Because they do look exactly yeah. how they look exactly the same do. in like, the show that the they do in the movie. Because it's all CGI, <laughs> all look the same. Yeah, but, it was pretty new like stuff back then. I'm sure they didn't know how carried away they could get with mm-hmm. it, and I mean it's obvious now with so much like so many more movies going to CGI and know the limits. Yeah, but even like even now, people still know the limits, but Marvel still overuses CGI. The, yeah. mm. I mean, it looks better now because the technology is more advanced, but, you know, there are definitely cases where practical effects do look better if you can use them, uh, and I feel like this, these movies especially are examples of, like, it can work, and it does work a lot of the time in these movies, but a lot of times it just, it would look better if it was I mean, look at Jurassic practical. Park. Yeah. They had, they had their, like, robotic dinosaurs yeah. and they those look the so ones that the, the dinosaurs in the first jurassic park movie look better than the dinosaurs in any of the in movies that came after the, it yeah because they went with practical and it is i mean in a lot of those cases it's a lot more expensive mm-hmm. but i think it's worth it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um and then other than that i feel like probably the last major thing uh overall to mention about the prequels before we get in to the individuals well i guess i mean we can go over the good stuff too I think in terms we, of but overall for good but... we'd have to go movie by movie yeah yeah that's Cause that's ba- fair because the bad for the prequels it's all the same different yeah. things are good about it's the constant movies. yeah 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 bad um, but like throughout the movies it's different yeah for good. so i i feel like the last thing i probably want to mention uh beforehand is uh uh the editing uh there's it's not awful for the most part but i feel like there's a lot of sequences where it just feels odd like the transitions between scenes uh i feel like it's noticeable like in most movies it's not really you sort of get used to it cutting from scene to scene but i feel like because of the wealth of transitions the wealth of unnecessary transitions in these movies when it does cut it's like oh they actually finally just used a cut where they should have used a cut (laughs) like there's so many wipes and like it's just it just becomes distracting after a while and it kills the tension of a lot of the more dramatic scenes and we also discussed this while watching episode three the obi-wan anakin fight and the yoda darth sidious fight it's just it doesn't work because they have to cut the music because yoda's not battling darth sidious at the same time yeah and so it just it gets annoying because you're like i want to listen to this awesome song and it just cuts off yeah in ter- yeah, in terms of the music editing, I feel like a lot of times, uh, I know it was more prevalent in 1 and 2, I think. Like, 3, they do it, but they do it less, uh, where there's a fight scene happening, and it's silent for most of it, and it only the music only kicks in when the fight scene is, like, at its climax like pivotal moment yeah i noticed that and, while watching episode one in the darth maul scene i thought yeah, the song was the entire did, time yeah. but it cut off so many times it's like, like, like where is it's it? it's like it becomes almost awkward like because a lot of times even if it is cool imagery i feel like the score the john williams score especially helps like kick it up a notch but a lot of times they don't utilize it when they should or like sometimes they they use it too early or too late yeah. the pacing messes up a lot of like the the music and the 
like the the cutting yeah I guess. like in, in in the fight scenes especially yeah like, and like like he was like nick was saying like in the in the the the, the fight in episode three uh with yoda and darth yeah. sidious and then obi-wan and anakin the way that it's cut together i feel like you know i was saying like you know marvel does a lot of fight scenes where they cut between two different scenes but they don't usually cut at the more pivotal moments of the scenes i where or if they do it's in a way that feels like it flows better together whereas in these movies i feel like when it cuts back to the other fight you're kind of at a point where you're in the fight that you were just watching and you want to see where it goes and then they cut away and you're kind of disappointed and it's like even if the fight you're watching now is a good one you you kind of feel like you know like I'd r- just rather be watching the fight that I you was just see, watching. Yeah, what what happens like right afterwards? Because they kind of even when they cut back to the uh, fight you were watching originally, like they kind of like skip some time, and you're not even in the same place that you were before. Yeah, and then you feel completely disconnected from the fight again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of I guess the general issues we have with all of them as a whole. Uh, so now, I guess we'll go movie by movie, starting with episode one, Phantom Menace. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> wait, wait, we're talking about positive now? Let's get... Okay. Are we talking about positive we, we're now? Just talking <laughs> every, we're oh. talking about specifics. Okay. Yeah. So we can start with the negatives if you want to. I mean, we can just go but, in order of the movie as we think of stuff. So we're yeah. beginning... Well, let's... I guess we just did a lot of negative for yeah. the, the, the prequels as a whole. So I feel like for... Phantom Menace, we should probably start with the positive. I, I feel like it didn't have as many of the problems with the storyline as the other ones did. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's definitely simpler yeah. in terms of the scale of it, in terms of... I love like, the way that George Lucas, like, he's great with world building and mm-hmm. his, the way that he wants his story to flow. I guess sometimes he doesn't think that... Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think things all the way through. It's not executed but, well at all. But he sometimes. wants he wants things to, like, flow well. And he he thought of a very clear story for the first one. Mm. And I feel like the second, the second and third, it kind of got lost. And then it was just many stories coming at once mm-hmm. just to explain. Yeah, I feel thought. like... Uh, I feel like the, the story in this one, it does kind of feel like it doesn't have like that much of an end goal it kind of feels like a series of just things happening back to back without much of a through line um but i do sort of appreciate it especially because of the scale of the later movies the relative simplicity of this Mm -hmm. one um because this is even before like you know the clone wars were even in the picture this is just i like the way that it sets things up for the future yeah uh i feel like that's mostly what it exists as to me is a setup for um things to come the galaxy one thing yeah qui-gon in the first movie he's like everything happens for a reason so i like how the first movie was everything was happening for that reason yeah talk about good things qui-gon Oh yeah, Qui-Gon I love Qui Gon in this movie. <laughs> I never realized how like badass of a character he really was yeah. until rewatching it recently. And I feel like, especially with the dialogue given, like you know, we talk about how uh, even with great actors, a lot of time, uh, a lot of the time they deliver them in a sort of robotic way. I feel like Liam Neeson in this role, he kind of brings like a sort of like 
I, I don't I don't really know how to word it. It's just he he does come across as very wise and all knowing, uh, and you kind of I feel like in comparison to a lot of the other characters in this movie, even Obi Wan, I feel like in this in this movie is more robotic than he is in the other ones, mm -hmm. and he isn't given a lot to do. Um, but Qui Gon, I felt like every time he was like talking, I was just like engaged in it more than usual with the other characters. Too sarcastic, that's why. <laughs> I, I, I bought it more. I bought his performance more. Like, I think just because he's like, yeah, I don't want to be part of the Jedi Council. I don't like how they are. I like, like, the, I like the way that he... That the way his character is built up that. just makes him more entertaining to watch than yeah. all especially, the other Especially in contrast to the later movies where I feel like the Jedi Council in... And, like, I, I mentioned this especially with Yoda. I feel like just the way they handle things a lot of the time just leads to more problems whereas Qui-Gon I feel like most of the lessons he tries to get across actually make sense for the moment and the character he's talking to there shouldn't just be there shouldn't be like a good side and a bad side there should just be good people like Qui-Gon <laughs> yeah like I, th I was saying during uh in the middle of the um episode three that like it reminds me of like Harry Potter and how they had like the good the good mm. house and the bad house like it, it they're setting up a war basically it doesn't work it never works mm -hmm. I mean it did it worked for a story <laughs> but it yeah. doesn't work out for the yeah. people involved in the well, story because yeah. most of them die in the war yeah uh but yeah Qui, Qui Gon I feel like is probably the best character in this movie. Um, I wish Darth Maul yeah, would say fault. something. <laughs> yeah, Darth Maul, Darth Maul is cool, but he doesn't really do a lot. Oh, I thought he was so much cooler when I was younger. Yeah. And, like, well, was he only has like two scenes in this movie. See, and yeah. that, two major scenes anyway. That's why I really want there to be a solo too, so we can see more Darth Maul, but at this point, probably not happening. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, you can always sure. watch the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, the, the fan demand brought him back somehow, even though he was chopped in half. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Darth Maul is cool, isn't given a lot to do. Uh, other positives about Phantom Menace. Uh, pod, racing. pod racing is cool. I do, <laughs> I do think it's weird, like I was saying earlier, that the score doesn't kick in until like the, the pod race has already been happening for a long time. But pod care. racing, pod, racing. pod yeah. racing is really cool. I love the sound design of the pods. Oh yeah, uh, just the whole concept in general is I really also, cool. I love the like end battle of this movie where Anakin gets in the ship on accident and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah. let's go." Now <laughs> this is pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just and that. That really worked out. That yeah. played well. Together. And that does kind of like convey the fact that he's like super strong with the Force, just natively mm -hmm. like like just the fact that he's able to get in the ship and know what to do yeah that's good like character building that i feel like i I'd want more of later mm -hmm. on I and mean, it didn't deliver as much but he, yeah it, it did well in the first one mm -hmm. the character so. build the character development was much better yeah um uh what else <laughs> other positives okay. i i like so in terms of the prequels overall but episode one is kind of what kicks it off. I do like the way it expands the Star Wars universe. Like, I do like the new worlds and species and characters and all that. Uh, the execution of the actual story within that world is flawed. But I do, you know, it, it is very obvious when you watch this movie and the other movies that George Lucas has a vision. He's just, he's for a what world the world builder. is. 
That's so, he is. yeah. So, I do like the way, the like, the directions that it takes the Star Wars universe, other than midi-chlorians. Okay, before so, we move on to episode two... Wait, I no, wanna... we're gonna do negatives, though. Oh, well, I wanna <laughs> drop a fun fact before we go into negatives. Alright. In the one Jedi Council scene in episode one, there is a female Yoda... Oh, yeah. I did not pick up on that. I forgot that was a thing. You told me this earlier tonight, and I had forgotten about it until now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never noticed that. So I just that. don't because want to believe you. Because I, was... <laughs> I heard, like, I saw it on the internet, and so I paused the movie at that moment just so I could look around. Yeah. And there were two Yoda species. And I was like, oh, God, there is a second yeah. one. It's weird that they would include the female Yoda and, and not bring not, it back. not touch on it ever again. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she died. I mean, maybe, but it's just, you know. Maybe she had baby. The and council died. stays relatively the same throughout the movie. Now, how did you know it was female? Like, what? what? Because it said on the internet her name's Yaddle. Do you ever read Wikipedia? Come on, I do my research. I mean, did it I look watch, any different? I watch a YouTube video. <laughs> did, did Yaddle look like more. We're going to look at this after. <laughs> I, will I really, I, I'm really hoping it's not like Miss Pac Man style. <laughs> with just a... where it's just lipstick and a, <laughs> and a bow, bow and eyelashes. <laughs> oh god, looks like a, a I, gremlin. I, yeah, I really. I... <laughs> god, I, I hope it's just like you know. I, I mean, I don't even know what I want it to I be. But I, know, I, I know what I, know what I don't want it to yeah. be. Oh so. god, it's what... disgusting. What? What? Really? We're getting a live okay. uh, viewing of. Oh, Yattle. okay. You know what? That's that is not bad. I don't think that's bad. That's different from what I expected. That's much better than what I. Ex- what I. It's what much I was, better than yeah. what I feared. But yeah, it, do, she does look really like older than Yoda. Not really. I mean, I mean, she, compared to puppet Yoda, because that that's that's another probably thing. Probably a puppet. Yeah, because but like I was saying, I probably didn't notice that on a rewatch because I do typically pay more attention to those kind of things when I rewatch mm-hmm. movies, but I think part of the reason I didn't notice it was because Yoda was originally a puppet in episode one but they replaced him with cgi when they re-released the movie um so i was paying more attention to yoda in that scene because i feel like yoda's voice when he's a puppet and yoda's voice when he's cgi even though it's the same guy doing the voice frank oz Mm -hmm. i feel like just the way it's performed is different when it's just a voice compared to when he's actually puppeteering yoda so i felt like that the puppet voice contrasting with the cgi yoda was kind of distracting a little bit and it was different than when i had originally watched the movie so i was paying a little bit more attention to that and didn't notice the female yoda in the background um i think i was just blind yeah <laughs> yeah i just, just didn't, didn't care that much yeah. didn't pay, i mean i was trying to honestly when i was watching the first like two i was just trying to get understand the story a lot better than i had before see i enjoyed the first one because it that story was thrown at you, pod racing, like, that was enough for me. When yeah, I got to the nice. pod racing time, I'm like, this is pod racing, let's Now go. this is pod racing. <laughs> Alright, so, now that we've got that out of the way. Oh, wait, one more positive thing. I think I mentioned this briefly, John Williams' score. For all the oh, movies. Yeah. All the movies, but yes. That is, Duel, of, Duel of the Fates is introduced in this movie, and it's probably the best battle theme in all of Star Wars. So, it's one of the best battle It's one of them, like, definitely. And, and um, throughout many movies. Yeah. Like, Just John, John Williams has never disappointed with Star Wars scores. I think mm-hmm. Duel of Fates might be my second favorite, but my third favorite is... Uh, my first favorite is from the third movie. 
It's Anakin versus Obi Wan. Oh, okay. Well, duel duel of the fates is worked into that one though. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So now we've got that out of the way. Uh, negatives. Uh, Anakin Skywalker in this movie. <laughs> hey, no, uh, this was the best Anakin in the prequels. I don't even. No, Hayden Christensen in Episode Three. I thought he wasn't great. He, but it, it he didn't was start good. out great, but he was yeah. great at being a bad Anakin. <laughs> no, he's great at being evil, but love scenes. <laughs> but I think, uh, like he he doesn't really become Anakin until he was he was so ready to be evil. <laughs> like he was, he's like Can he, I he's very good at facial already? acting. But in terms of so in terms of Episode One, Anakin, I think Jake Lloyd is the name of the kid that plays Anakin. Maybe in in I, I Episode know. One, I think that's his name. Um, I I. It really pains me to, to, to criticize him because I know the Yippee! criticism the criticism that he faced for this movie was so extreme to the point where it kind of like, you know, it was one of those things. A lot of the backlash of the performances in this movie, like Anakin and Jar Jar Binks, it had such a drastic effect on like the mental health of the actors. Of it, yeah. and, it was, and it really... A lot of it was not really on them. Yeah. You know, it was on like, you know what the characters were supposed to be. I if yeah. you watch the episode 1 documentary, um like the making of it, there are other kids that auditioned for Anakin that do seem like they might have done a little bit of a better job mm. uh in terms of just delivering the lines in a more believable way. But Jake Lloyd did exactly what he was expected to do. Uh it does it, it's not a good performance and it's not it's not really it is fun <laughs> it but did make for a good it does template. it does definitely feel like just a kid reading their lines instead of a character uh, like an authentic character yeah but you know it's like saying you know i'm trying to be as nice about this as possible because you know it does make me really sad knowing what all the really harsh criticism has done to him uh but you know it it, it you know it's not a good performance yeah and you know, I only enjoy their performance because of the video. They they took his. We were talking about it. The st- episode four video. Oh, they took they took Wait. they took his voice. Oh they yeah, yeah, young yeah. Anakin's voice yeah, yeah. And put Darth Vader, Vader with young Anakin's voice. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's the only yeah. reason I respect him. Yeah, I do enjoy. Like, it is not a good performance. I do enjoy it because it's fun. And a lot of the the line deliveries and stuff have you know they're iconic. Hey, I mean, they're... it feels more real than many other performances. Yeah, you get to see in the prequels. it definitely <laughs> it definitely has more energy. Yeah, it's not a robot, so, so it wins. I mean, yeah. we, we don't really have they didn't have the child actors that we do now. We we have very talented child actors in some things mm-hmm. right now. And even though I feel like there were you know there there were definitely other child actors at the time that could have done the job maybe a little bit better you know yeah. with it you know considering you know the direction and the dialogue you know it probably still wouldn't have been that great uh but i do i do enjoy jake lloyd's performance in this movie even though it's not that great um but jar jar in this movie <laughs> he's not Jar Jar. <laughs> it's he funny because i feel like i'm kind of softening the blow of my criticisms a lot uh jar jar in this movie he isn't in it as much like in the forefront as much as i remember him being uh he definitely is more in the first half um and he's annoying <laughs> i don't i don't like him at all yeah he's just uh it's it's funny because 
I remember liking him as a kid, but it wasn't because of the movies. It was because I played Lego Star Wars, and none of the characters talk in Lego Star Wars. So you just see Jar Jar, like, you know, he, he's, he's a little... In, in Lego Star Wars, he's a little bit silly. You know, he hugs him when Qui-Gon saves him, and he, like, guides them to the underground or the underwater uh, city mm-hmm. on Naboo. And I was like, oh, he's cool. Like, I like him. And then So it's just you, his character, when you, but without all Without the, the dialogue, dialogue and uh, the poop jokes and uh, the... Uh, I don't know. It's like, you know... It, if can't. you watch the episode one documentary, it is kind of, you know... You can kind of see what they were trying to do with him. Like, you know, the all-CGI character was... Like, you know, when I was watching episode one again, I was just, I felt bad for Jar Jar because everyone was bullying him the entire movie. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> bullied him in real life, too, which is really sad. Uh, which, again, you know, I don't want to be, like, over, like super, like, negative and mean about my criticisms, but, you know, in the context of the movie, Jar Jar is not yeah. a good character. He does not serve, he doesn't serve the story at all. He has no reason to be there other than to be the comic relief, and he's not funny, the actor so, <laughs> did not write those lines, but they're not yeah, good lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I I don't I don't think he's as big of a nuisance as everyone makes him out to be, but he's definitely not good. And the movie probably would have been better off without, without him. That character, you yeah. could have replaced that character yeah. with someone who did not talk at all. Yeah. And I felt like that probably <laughs> would have been better. Yeah, and then. You know, other than those two characters specifically, the performances are just generally more robotic. It's weird to me that, like, I'm, co- I'm confused as to Natalie Portman in this movie because I do, you know, they, they swap out her in a double a lot of the time. Uh, you do find out at the end of the movie that Natalie Portman, Padme, is Queen Amidala, uh, even though she's made out to be a handmaiden earlier on just for her protection. Mm-hmm. But I can't... I don't really... It's hard to kind of tell when she is in the makeup and when she isn't. Um, I kind of... But it's weird for... I could tell because Natalie Portman's hotter than the other (laughs) actors, so it's easy to figure it out. But it's weird that when she's in the makeup, she does, like, the British... Like, almost British, like, stern voice, like, politician voice, and then when she's not, she just talks like she's a normal person very soft it's it's similar to how leia in episode four which we'll get to in the next episode um leia in episode four she kind of has like a sort of like british like sort <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really I mean, know she, i mean how I, to describe I know it she's talking about though yeah it's like, like it, it like it like comes royal, across when she's like, trying to when she's talking to darth vader in a new hope she kind of has sort of a British accent, but not entirely, yeah. and then she just drops it, like, later, not even later in the later movies, like, later in that movie, just, she doesn't use it anymore. Yeah. She takes after her mom. <laughs> it's, de- yeah, it's definitely a product of the, the directing, um, but, yeah, it's just, that, that was kind of weird to me. The other performances were pretty robotic. A lot of the dialogue isn't great, other than, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, and even even some of his dialogue isn't that great, but just the way like it it comes across in Liam Neeson's performance is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I feel like just <laughs> all of the writing for the characters was bad, and it was up to the <laughs> actors to save it. And like, yeah. if it, if it ended up being bad, you can't put it. Pin Every it on memorable the line in this movie is memorable for the wrong reasons. I have a yeah. question about <laughs> Jedi's. Yes. So you know how Obi Wan has his hair short. He has a little 
ponytail. Yeah, the Padawan braid. The one. Oh yeah. So do does every Padawan have to look like that? Because Anakin looked exactly like that in Episode Two. I think so. I think that's the thing. I is that like it. it's just their their look? I don't know if they have to have the ponytail, but I know they have to have the braid. And then they grow. And then once they're a knight, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and they snip the braid off as a marker. So, uh, you know what I don't like about the way uh, this movie, especially, I guess they kind of didn't focus on it. I guess because of backlash in the later movies, they they mention it a couple times, um, but uh, midi chlorians in this movie. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the idea that you know the force is what they say it is, where it just moves through all living things. Anyone can access. I, I like the idea that anyone can access it if they have enough training, but just some are more sensitive than others. Um, but you know, in this movie, they talk about like you know, oh, it's like a DNA thing. Like midi chlorians are in certain people's DNA, and that allows them to connect with the force more. And even like if you read about george lucas's original plans for the sequel trilogy he would have gone even further with that idea and there'd be these things called the wills which like are what the force actually is and they're even more microscopic than midi-chlorians it's just it makes me glad sort of that that didn't happen in the sequels um because i don't even i don't even like the the idea of midi-chlorians i just think that the force is better off left sort of ambiguous in terms of what it is and what it can do and how people access it. I feel like the it. only reason it was good to have the midi-chlorians to have to show why Anakin would be the chosen one. Yeah. And that's the only reason they ever should have brought it up. Yeah. And they should have never mentioned it again. And I feel again. like, yeah. And it's like, I get I get that, but I also feel like if they wanted to, they could have just been like, Qui-Gon is like, oh, you know, I sense a strong connection to the Force in him. And that would have been it. You know? Yeah. They that that would have gone like, with the oh, idea. Oh, I got a blood sample from him, and his blood is full of yeah. midi-chlorians. If, if you have a mystical force, you're supposed to detect it in a mystical way, and not, <laughs> not through science. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the end, it's Qui-Gon's fault everything happened. Why? Because he told Obi-Wan to train Anakin? Because he took Anakin off the planet in the first place. Mm. Well, I, I feel like, I it's, feel like it's, it's the Jedi's I fault. I feel like it's jar jar's fault everything because in episode two oh you know what i mean are we done talking about episode one i feel actually like, i feel like we can move in on. episode one it was padme who gave the um palpatine the chance to become chancellor so in the overall it may be her fault yeah but but she didn't know <laughs> She was kind of... She was forced into Yeah, she was kind it. of manipulated into that because her people were being killed. Yeah. You know? She kind yeah. of didn't really know what else to do. Um, I do want to say, I don't know if I mentioned it, um, the action sequences, uh, in general in the prequels, but also in episode one, I feel like sometimes they have a tendency to be a little bit over the top, and some... like a, there are some times where I feel like it gets a little bit overwhelming and it might be nice to just focus it a little bit more. I feel like the later movies, um, not not really in terms of release date, but like in terms of the original trilogy and the sequel yeah. trilogy, the ones that come after this chronologically, they do kind of handle certain things a little bit better where less is more, like having less going on on screen makes the things happening on screen have more impact. But I do feel like there are certain action sequences across the prequels and especially in episode one where it kind of carries a little bit more weight mm-hmm. uh, like the, the 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 fight with darth maul at the end of the movie um 
the pod race, I feel like, you know, that's just kind of, that's enough. Like, if they didn't really, you know, if, they, if the pods were, like, shooting at each other or something, like, it would have been too much, but I feel like that was handled well. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned the, the fight at the end. Yeah. Because I don't I think like we mentioned it, and I liked it. They learned a lot more about, like, action and action sequences, for, like, after the originals. But they were a bit more, like, together with, like... Yeah. I guess with what they wanted to happen with the story in, mm-hmm. in, in the originals. Yeah, and the limitations kind of limited what they could do. And yeah. then once they had access to the technology, they were like, okay, let's just go they crazy. Yeah, they didn't have to be more simple, but I feel like it would have paid off a lot more yeah just it depends on the the situation so uh in general uh episode one do you do do we want to give rankings to each i think we should do ranks ratings at the end okay uh so just in general episode one uh i like certain things about it it's not a great movie i don't know if i would want to watch it again um yes it's it's better than episode two. I'll give it that. Everything's better than episode it's, two. Episode bit... two is, in terms of, you know, we haven't rewatched the other ones recently. Or at least I haven't anyway. I haven't. But in general, and I still hold this opinion after watching it again, I feel like episode two is probably the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, there's no argument. Yeah. I feel like out of every prequel episode two has the most of what's wrong with all of them uh it has the most boring exposition political talking scenes uh it has the most horrible romantic dialogue it doesn't have as much uh jar jar as episode one okay but it does you like you know in episode two anakin to me, it seems like Anakin is just giant pervert. He's just oh, like, yeah. touching her. He's, I just I don't. This like is it. not it how people fall, fall in love. love. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's like, not love. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just script. <laughs> yeah, it's not I was telling I was telling you this earlier. I think I think you might have been there too, Gabe. Um, uh, the scene where he, you know the infamous scene where they're on the balcony and he's like, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. It gets yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they not like kiss you. right after. Yeah, that. they then, literally like she. Like that's she, the pivotal. She looks at him moment. and they kiss like, like as if she was like, "Oh my god!" Like he has such a way with words. I was like, "Really?" Like that's what's gonna make you like after all the perverted stuff that he's like. I mean, he hasn't really done anything that bad. He's just acted in a creepy way towards her, and she did not reciprocate his feelings at all. But that's that's what made her go okay i think i'm in love with this guy okay i think i'm gonna i mean i think she she just kissed him to shut him up like what what is he talking about But right after she was like i shouldn't have done that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah she really shouldn't have done that she probably shouldn't have (laughs) um i do think that's the biggest problem with episode two is the focus on their romance because the romance is not convincing in the slightest it's not written well uh, it's, it feels it feels tonight. very forced. It feels like Padme especially goes from not being interested in Anakin at all to being completely infatuated with him with almost no reason to be. Um, yeah. They don't, like, have a lot of natural chemistry. There is a little bit, but it's not really enough to the point where I would say, like, oh, yeah, I buy the fact that they're in love. 
I mean, because they, they have to keep telling each other that they're in love with they each sh- other. It should have just like, been from the beginning that Pat may have feelings for him. Yeah, but instead they made it this whole creepy Anakin to yeah. pervert love story. I'm just like, yeah, I don't think they're like, very work. throughout the uh, prequels. They're not very good at being gradual with things. Like, <laughs> yeah, with the love between uh, Padme and Anakin, and with Anakin becoming a, like a Sith mm-hmm. lord. Um, he 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 just was like instantly bad when it, when yeah, he saw yeah um, it, Palpatine getting killed or about yeah. to die. I do like I do definitely think that that is a problem, and I feel like um, it's especially apparent with the romance, just because I do feel like it does go from one scene to the next, where like the last scene she had no interest in him, the next scene over they're kissing, and with. <laughs> like no prompt i feel like anakin turning to the dark side in over the course of the movies is a little bit better just because there's better than the there's, love <laughs> it's not it's not like to the point where like you do feel like he should be doing the evil things that he does in episode three right off the bat which i guess we'll get to when we start talking about episode three yeah um but you know there are little bits that they plant in the movies like the the tuscan raiders in this movie uh where you kind of see that anger being played out a little bit more yeah. whereas in terms of the love it's just kind of anakin saying all these things to padme pad and then just padme suddenly deciding to change her mind for no reason um and that takes up a huge chunk of the movie and that's that's like i mean honestly if you cut that stuff out i feel like a lot of the other stuff in this movie is pretty good <laughs> like the obi-wan boba fett side story best side story yeah, I do. I do really like. I'm. I'm a fan of the I mean, Clone Jango Wars. Fett, like, I yeah, yeah. It's. Jango, I'm a fan yeah. of the Clone Wars era in general. So seeing the setup to that, where like, because the the ethics of the clone army in general are kind of questionable, and you do see the Republic in this movie kind of being like uneasy about it, uh, because they weren't even the ones that requested it. It was kind of like you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of part of Chancellor Palpatine's plan to like have the clone army and then you know, eventually Order 66, have them wipe out the Jedi and make have the them Empire. all be on his side, make the Empire. Yeah. But it is cool to see Obi-Wan, you know, he goes through the clone factory, he sees them all being trained, they all become an army for the first time, and there's the first tr- proper battle of the Clone Wars at the end of this movie, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, there were definitely great moments yeah. in this movie. But there's just, there's just, I feel like I liked the ending of it, and I like, like, episode one i like how it sets up things for the future but just other than that stuff what you're left with is just a romance that's not convincing in the slightest and political scenes that are boring and give you no reason to care i mean i think that's a general thing with all the all the (laughs) movies you take out the romance and Mm -hmm. the politics and you leave in the action and you have a good action movie yeah and i feel like they did kind of cut that down they cut down the romance a little bit in episode three. They didn't have like, enough time in episode three to put romance. In yeah, there. like there so was they, so they much focused going on, on it in this one, and it, it's it's worse for it. Um, if we're gonna move on to episode, are we gonna move? Well, on to well, three? okay. Let's talk so about we we mostly well, we yeah, because yeah. we mostly focused on the negatives. Uh, other than the romance, I mean, you know, same thing with episode one, and to a lesser extent, episode three. You know robotic performances mm-hmm. for the most part i feel like obi-wan is much better in this movie in episode three than he is in episode one 
Because episode one, they don't give him anything to do, so he's oh, just yeah. kind of delivering dialogue that's boring. He was uh, much more like like Liam Neeson was with, yeah, with his character. Yeah, he's he's becoming that wiser character. And, like and he has more of a sense of humor, too. Yeah. Especially in episode three, but more so in episode two than in episode one. Um, and, you know, there is <laughs> much less uh, Jar Jar in this movie than in episode one. Uh, and I, I was going to say this earlier, but I wanted to wait until we talked about <laughs> episode two. Uh, you said that... Um, it's Qui-Gon's fault for everything that happened. Uh, in this movie, uh, when Padme goes away to Naboo for, for her own safekeeping because of the assassination attempts, uh, Jar Jar is made senator in her place, and he's the one <laughs> oh that grants God. emergency powers yeah. to Chancellor Palpatine. And if Chancellor Palpatine didn't have emergency powers, he wouldn't have been able to do anything that he does later on or reign for as long as he did, or create the Empire. So, in a way, Everything it's kind of Jar Jar's fault, fault. <laughs> that the Empire is a thing. leads it back to being Padme's fault because she put him in charge. That's true. But and who would put Jar Jar Binks in charge? That's actually put, a yeah. stupid idea. It, it, is, it is very funny to me that, like, everyone in this movie, like, you know, they, they treat Jar Jar like a friend. And, and, like, I mean, you know, they are friends with him, but, you know, he was pretty much exclusively a nuisance in, in episode one hey, but in like you know one. obi-wan comes in he's like oh jar jar good in to see you in episode one he did release all the big bombs and killed so many droids himself yeah but he also he was the commander of an army and then they got surrounded and instead of like you, you know he's just like what sh-, you know the one of his soldiers was like what should we do and he's like misa surrender misa surrender <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason they didn't all die was because they shut down like because anakin, anakin shut down the droid yeah. mothership a ten-year-old did everything for them. Yeah. So. But what if he died? Nothing would have happened. I mean, he might actually be dead. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, sequels. But, uh, episode two, uh, I guess we'll, let's talk about uh, the final battle. And I, the the scene in the beginning um, with the um the assassination attempt and them chasing after the the big boom boom yeah uh, well i mean i don't even really remember how this movie starts <laughs> like they, they wait, land wait, a I, ship I, and it go episode oh yeah they're like oh yeah see i told you there'd be no danger and then the ship instantly yeah. explodes after he says that but i'm more talking about the uh the scene with obi-wan and anakin chasing after the person that tried to assassinate padme with the worms that's a good mm-hmm. scene yeah it's like that, that's it a takes good so long like that yeah i think my big what the biggest problem i do have with the prequels is every sort of ship scene is just extended for yeah. a really long time i feel like that's the case with a lot of the action scenes too i feel like a lot of them could be more concise really a lot are. of them some of them shouldn't be some of them are good the way they are but i feel like a lot of times there there are certain scenes like i felt this way about the pod race i felt this way about the yeah. scene where they're chasing the assassin where like, it's it, any time they're in a ship, even the beginning scene in episode three yeah. where they're going to the general Like, it's Bridges exciting, ship. but the more you drag it on, the more you're kind of, like, sitting there like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> What's, yeah, like, is there something actually going to happen? Yeah. I feel like those scenes, they they wanted to, like, show off their yeah. ability to, to like, show... to The CGI and yeah, stuff. Yeah, CGI, basically. Yeah. And then definitely in the case of the end battle in this movie... Which, it is the kickoff to the Clone Wars, so it makes sense that it's a bigger battle, and they do use a ton of CGI in it. But 
just like you know liking that era of star wars and like it's it's just cool to like see it kick off and then yoda be like you know like the clone war has begun mm-hmm. um and um you know it is i mean i don't even really know how like i i do really like that scene it doesn't really make up for the rest of the movie yeah i yeah. wish you know and it's i'm not saying like i wish the rest of the movie was just like that scene i just feel like it would have been a good send-off to a better movie um but you know the rest of the movie just isn't nearly as exciting or interesting and it doesn't really have some it doesn't really other than i mean it has that scene but for the rest of the movie it doesn't really have a lot of the redeeming qualities you know yeah like it doesn't it doesn't have like obi-wan is more like qui-gon jinn but not i feel like i feel like he's reach i feel like obi-wan is the best in episode three he really is yeah and in this one he's just starting to get there in in the second one just like you know i feel like this movie definitely i mean i don't even really know what else to say about it to be honest i mean it was just it 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 had potential and it was disappointing there are good things there are good it's not even like there are good things about it like there are good parts that are isolated from the bad stuff like the arena battle yeah and if you cut out the bad stuff you aren't left with a lot so even though i really like the good parts about it i can't say that it's a good movie at all in general um so now uh i guess uh (laughs) episode three we're gonna talk about the best movie in the entire Star Wars series. Right. Ooh, well, the high that's ground. a bold. That's a bold claim. We'll 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 get there, but um, <laughs> let's let's talk about what I think is the most action packed of the prequels, mm-hmm. and that's I mean that's why I think it's the best out of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I definitely think this episode three overall has the most, whereas episode two had the most like bad things about the prequels in one movie i feel like episode three has the the most good things about the prequels in one movie like it has um all the clone war stuff that i like it has the most exciting action sequences it has sequences with dialogue that are actually entertaining and not a slog that was really the trade-off when they were making the trilogy i guess I, i feel like all the things that they wanted to be shown in these movies Mm -hmm. they they had it all ready for the third one but to have a movie that good you had to have it is like the second episode yeah like i i have heard this said before and it definitely does seem like it when you watch this movie that this is the story that george lucas wanted to tell the entire time Mm -hmm. uh and you know it does kind of make it seem like it was it was a long road to get here uh and this movie does have some of the problems well i mean a lot of the problems the politics and the romance it it does have (laughs) some more boring scenes of exposition and dialogue uh they even make fun of the politics like like obi-wan is like i think it's just ewan mcgregor he just like can i change all my lines to making fun of the politics because i'm tired of it (laughs) like they're like trying to get out of like going to the meetings yeah it's like you earned this this meeting with the politics yeah he's like all right but you owe me one i guess (laughs) you owe me one obi-wan yeah um but yeah i feel like anakin in this movie i feel like has the most personality i feel like hayden christensen even though 
he was not great at all in episode two, but you know that is you know even then it wasn't entirely his fault. I feel like in this one he does a lot of really good acting with his face, mm-hmm. what um like his expressions and everything. It really shines um, when he becomes evil. Yeah, and like you know his dialogue delivery isn't great uh for a lot of things, uh but I do feel like he I can't really picture anyone else playing anakin yeah no you're right. like like i i do feel like he was the right choice to play the character and he does bring a lot to the character uh to where i feel like i wouldn't rather someone else play him um and then i feel like even though this does still have some of the stilted dialogue of the rest of the movies i feel mm-hmm. like it gets closer to the original trilogy's style of dialogue than anything else in the prequels Mm -hmm. does where there is a little bit more um humor that actually lands um there is a little bit more you know like i said dialogue that's actually interesting it's just all around (laughs) even though it does carry over some of the negative aspects of it like the the wealth of cgi some of the editing um it was characters I actually liked to watch. Yeah, like, it was. It was genuinely sense. <laughs> despite like despite all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was entertaining all the way through. Whereas I feel like the other ones, even though there is entertaining stuff, it's not good despite the good stuff. Whereas I feel like this one is good despite the bad stuff. What really makes the difference between all three of them is how different the character development was throughout all three of them. Yeah, like the the pacing is always the same the 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 way that they have the musical scores is the same and the fight scenes kind of being broken up mm-hmm. changes a little bit but it's it comes down to how they have the characters i feel like it was the best in this one oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah even yeah. mace windu like we were talking about how he sounds like a robot in the first two movies mm-hmm. but he finally has like a personality in the third movie yeah a lot of characters have way more personality in except, this one. except yoda but whatever well yeah i and, mean Yoda gave up. On yeah, him, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of Yoda in the prequels in general, just because I, I, I feel like he does. Teach. He does teach a lot of the wrong lessons. Look, I'm not and, a fan like, of the way that everyone just gave up on Anakin and excluded him and made yeah. him into like they what probably they, they probably should have known what they were doing. Yeah, when they treated him like, like that, especially who knew being so close to the Chancellor and being suspicious of the Chancellor like they were. They should have known. I'm pretty sure Yoda knew what was going to happen. Cause yeah, the were, only person who knew what was going to happen. When they, they were, were on doing Coruscant, Yoda. Yoda's like, if you look at those, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. And it's like, if you knew, why didn't you stop it? Yeah. Like, yeah. None, the, the Jedi should have been, like, wi- like, a bit wiser with with the way that they were treating Anakin. Mm-hmm. And then Yoda should have just not given up on him immediately and been like, well, he's he's going to become Darth Vader, I guess. Like we can't help that. Yeah. He could have. <laughs> there's <laughs> he like, like there's that. there's no hope for him. Just give up on him. Yeah. Which makes Luke Skywalker a better character in the originals because he doesn't give up he on him. He does not. Um just what Yoda should. Have. Yeah. Um there there's a couple of really good action sequences in this movie especially you know the ending fight between well, before we talk about the ending fight let's talk about hello there oh yeah god i did i gotta be honest i did not i wasn't as big of a fan of that fight as i remembered being like i remember that fight being cooler but i felt like 
it didn't make sense for the droids around Obi-Wan to not to shoot him. Not. Even though General Grievous said not to, it's like literally any one of them could have shot him while he was fighting him and it would have been over in an instant. I don't get any of those scenes as like, <laughs> this one's mine. And then yeah. everyone just stops Not even just in Star Wars, just in just general. Just in, in all movies. Yeah. And like when even when they see the the fight going south it's like well that one's his i yeah. mean you can't you can't mess with him yeah even if he dies yeah i think it's just a, those type of scenes are really funny to watch where everyone just sits back it's like oh movie time yeah <laughs> like who like who's gonna win even though there there's so many of them on the enemy side and he's completely outnumbered yeah and then like the clones show up and they the Droids still don't shoot Obi Wan. They shoot the clones. They I'm like, the cl- they should yeah. probably shoot Obi Wan. <laughs> I mean, General Grievous would oh. probably kill the droids himself. If they started shooting Obi Wan because be like, it's my fight. Yeah, well, he's not very good at it. I is mean, it's he? better than them losing their leader and then all dying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were all gonna die anyways. Yeah. They're just stupid droids. Who cares? <laughs> but I mean, other than that fight, I re- I did really like the intro sequence, um, with with the starship fight um i you know obviously the end battle between obi-wan and um anakin i feel like i didn't like the fight between palpatine and yoda as much and i didn't like that they kept cutting back to them but i it's not it's not horrible and i still don't think that the the anakin and obi-wan fight is lesser because of it it's just something that was i feel like it was overlooked and yeah. I didn't... Should have been edited a little differently to have him end at the same time. It is a smaller fight, Yoda versus Palpatine. Like, it's not yeah. as and, and it's, you know, it's like not... like Nick said, it starts after the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight starts, and it ends before. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, the way it's paced is a little bit weird. And I feel like it doesn't, it's like, I don't feel like it takes away from the impact of the other fight, but it is that thing where, like, you're watching it and you want to see the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, and it just keeps cutting away. Yeah, I feel like they should have ended the fight with Yoda and Palpatine much earlier, mm-hmm. and then had the majority of the end being uh, Anakin's fight yeah. with Obi-Wan, and then it would have like transitioned better into Palpatine like leaving there, and then yeah. coming to get Anakin. I feel like, and I feel like it probably even would have been more impactful if like the scene of Obi-Wan walking away from Anakin's burned body was paired with Yoda flying away, being like, I, mu- I must go into exile, I've failed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of drive home the fact that they're the only ones left, and they both failed, yeah. and they need to go into hiding. Kind of like the um, Jedi is all broken up. Yeah. Really, you really don't know where, like, you know, they don't know what they're going to do from there on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can feel it a lot more. I just, I love the way that the characters were shown in this one. Yeah. So in general, I feel like, this does improve on a lot of the things that the other prequels uh, kind of lacked in uh, or did poorly. Uh, the one thing I feel like this one does much worse than the other two is the scene transitions and the editing. <laughs> I feel like, like they really about, got carried away. <laughs> I feel like we're about to have a giant problem when watching four through six because we don't remember what those movies are well, like. I I I did watch those movies more recently than i've watched the prequels and i feel and like i, I feel the characters like, being better well i'm talking well, well, in terms of, in terms of the oh, transitions editing, and the editing yeah, I don't the um the the wipes and stuff you know that is kind of like a classic star wars thing and even the sequels now have transitions like that yeah. and it doesn't bother me most of the time 
but in this one, it was excessive. It was so like excessive, with the, and they they not only do they use like the wipes where it's like the windshield wipers or like the circle fading into the center, they use things where it's like eight squares <laughs> that like like all shrink together or like like one that looks like it's like opening the blinds and stuff. It literally looks like it's like PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it was actually transitions the from like, slide was, to slide. It was the blinds and it, it looks from ridiculous. And it kind of like especially in scenes that have more of an emotional impact, when they use one of those transitions, I feel like it takes away from the punch that they want those scenes to have. Like like the scene where Darth Vader in the in the Darth Vader suit at the end of the movie <laughs> and Palpatine they're looking out at the Death Star being constructed <laughs> and it fades out with the circle fading into the center to Tatooine. I feel like that like they should have just cut. I mean if they were going to do that when they did that they should have like had the circle go around the sun then zoom out, but they're that yeah, it's like it's like it's literally like a Looney Tunes cartoon where it like it like <laughs> it like the circle, the black circle, centers on a character's face and then pauses and then closes and then it again. Closes That's what it feels it. like. It, you can't it just doesn't like fit this. at I'm all. I'm glad that they took like they just made it straight cuts during the fight scenes, but it's yeah. just annoying how they just yeah. There's there's one I don't even I don't remember really what scene this is. I think it's just a scene with the emperor, um, but. Like, like I was watching it, and it, it's like a dramatic scene, and it cuts to somewhere else. Uh, there is another scene like that in this movie where it's like Anakin and Padme both looking out the window, and they're both sad, and it cuts back and forth between them. Uh, and that was good. But there was one cut at the end of this movie where it does just cut from one scene to the other. I was like, oh my god. They actually just <laughs> cut to that scene instead shot. of using a cheesy transition. Yeah. Like, it's got, it's got to the point where what I would... What I would have expected and what I would have enjoyed more was, like, not what I was expecting. So when it did pop up, I was like, oh, what a nice surprise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they did something so right yeah. for once. And I feel like if, like, if in out of all of the movies, I feel like this was the worst movie for that to be a problem. Especially because of how dark it is, how dramatic it tries to be a lot of the time. And then they were so cheesy cuts yeah you were invested in where like how the story was going because even though the humor that is in here does work more than it does in the other ones i feel like you know there is a lot more stuff in here where it is darker with anakin you know turning to the dark side killing the younglings doing all that sort of thing order 66 yeah um that sort of thing um and just that it just becomes so distracting and i have no idea why that call was made but I think it does say a lot about this movie where the other prequels I have a lot of major problems with. In this one, my biggest problem is the transitions between scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, there are the there are problems from the other ones that do carry over to this one. Like, you know, like like the some of the limited romantic banter that's in this one that's like, You're so beautiful. <laughs> it's only because I'm so in love. Like no, it's because <laughs> I'm in love with you. <laughs> so love has blinded you. it's 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 horrible uh but you know that stuff is relatively few and far between compared to the other movies so in general i can (laughs) i can say that i did enjoy this movie way more than the other ones so i think george lucas has ever been in love oh yeah why didn't he just do you know do you know about um i think it's marcia lucas or martha lucas i don't remember I think it's Marsha, but 
she was George Lucas's wife mm-hmm. during the making of the original trilogy, and she's, a, a, along with a couple of other um, editors, they're the reason why Star Wars, the A New Hope, was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The initial cuts of that movie were terrible, mm-hmm. like a, according to like reports of people, you know, like test screenings and all yeah. that stuff, and her and a couple other editors went in and re-edited the movie and it's a classic now so well look uh, at that. yeah but they're not uh she's not together with george lucas anymore oh. so <laughs> and you can and you guy. can tell because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he uh, doesn't know how to do love anymore th- that might be that might and be the too editing harsh. sucks yeah. so let's give him some rainy that's sad Anyway, really, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't right. know where we were going with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I really hope George is doing all right because it, you watch. You watch some of the, the interviews. It does kind of make me sad because you know, especially in the prequels, and, and you know, and the originals, of course. But you know, he had less involvement with some of the, the like with you know the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He was involved with, on like a producer level and a creative control level. But you know. In terms of the writing, directing, the prequels, for all intents and purposes, are George Lucas's unaltered vision, for mm-hmm. better and for worse. Um, but it is sad, you know, to hear him talk in interviews about like, you know, like, oh, those movies, you know, they were like my children, you know, I like, <laughs> you know, like we just keep it, shitting it, on. Them. <laughs> it, it it is sad to hear him talk about not only the backlash but also like, you know, uh, how he you know he sold lucasfilm to disney uh because he figured like you know he doesn't have enough time i guess to do or or energy to do the things that he would want to do with a sequel trilogy and he knows no one would want to see it anyway (laughs) uh even though you know the prequels do have a huge or well i mean compared to other cult followings the prequels uh fan base is much more vocal yeah Um, and you know there are people that like the high ground (laughs) Good one. Um, <laughs> I'm not fist bumping you. <laughs> he wants no, to be praised. I'm not gonna not let gonna it happen. happen. It's not. No, that well, that was not. Mm. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> you know, he does talk about that stuff. Um, it and seems... it does it does make me sad a little bit. Uh, we're, we're, but we're... I do I do think the sequels are much better movies in yeah. general. Um, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh when we get to that episode uh but the star wars episodes one two and three so i guess we'll just go uh in order star wars review so uh well i guess what we'll do just (laughs) go episode by episode final thoughts and ratings chris start all right uh episode one uh it's not good uh there are things that i like about it and there's also a nostalgia factor to it just because not only because of Lego Star Wars, but also just because I think it, I'm pretty sure it was my first Star Wars movie. So I do kind of have a sort of attachment to it uh, because it was my introduction to the series. And there are uh, good things about it. Like, I do like certain characters, Qui-Gon Jinn. I do like the certain mm-hmm. fights, like the end fight. Darth Maul's a cool character. But just in general, there are a lot of things about it that... Um, that could have been handled a lot better and executed a lot better to make it a more entertaining and more interesting movie. Uh, so I give it um, uh, four Jar Jars out of Binks. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> Amazing. I'm trying to figure out what the number is, but I'm not going to try anymore. <laughs> Alright. Okay, I'll you give it... Nick? Six purple lightsabers out of ten red lightsabers. Mm. I see. Yeah, um... Uh, after seeing it with my fresh eyes after so long, I, mm -hmm. I realized the first one is not as good as I remembered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it, it had charming moments though. Um, Jar Jar ruined it and Flygon <laughs> fixed it. So I'm going to probably... Balance. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> rate it, you know, seven and a half uh, Liam Neeson's out of Liam Neeson's Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's Nissan is Nissan Nissan a Nissan? We'll get to that. Even <laughs> <laughs> when the Obi Wan show comes out, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gonna be great. I, dude, I hope he's in it. He he has to be. It would be wrong if he wasn't. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now episode two. You're starting again. We're just going in the. <laughs> yeah. Episode two. Uh, the ending is cool. The rest of it sucks. One out of five. <laughs> 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 oh man out of wow. all of the ratings to actually like be real like, you had yeah, to go I have with nothing else to say about it i mean i was gonna give it a four out of ten no no one out of five i mean it has good moments and it's not a completely off there's worse movies and you've made me watch worse movies there are totally worse movies than this i just i, I never want to watch this movie again I never want to watch episode two again. It's so boring. Yeah, I'm okay without ever talking. I'll about skip it to the end. About it. But mm -hmm. I, I, I don't all, know. All three of them really see very well. See, I was saying earlier uh, before we start before we started recording this, Lego Star Wars does it right. They represent the prequels in the best way <laughs> because none of the characters talk and they trim the fat. Yeah, like Lego Star Wars, the original video game doesn't have any of the stuff with. With Padme and Anakin on Naboo. It's you know, it literally, it's the beginning. They chase the bounty hunter, and then it goes right to uh, Obi-Wan on uh, Kamino. If, I, rem I, if think, I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure that's it. I think sure we're making it. a big mistake right now. Because you know how they're releasing the Skywalker saga? Yeah. And all of the new LEGO video games recently have had voice acting. Uh, I don't know. No. Well, well the, did you, I mean, did you see the trailer for the Skywalker saga? Uh, nope. It, it, see, it definitely. I don't. I can't say for sure based on the teaser alone, but it does seem like they are going back to that classic sort of hopefully silent Lego humor. The because Force Awakens had voice acting, and it was. I don't want that. I stopped playing the Lego games when they got voice acting, and just because they were all the same, and I was sick of it. But that's a conversation for another day. I didn't Nick, even know they had voice acting. They did later on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they use voice clips from the movie, and sometimes they don't. Like the Lego so. movie. That's cursed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick. Your episode two review. I'm just gonna give it a four out of ten and give it to Gabe. Um, yeah, it's see, okay, but it's not good. It's a better movie than the Mario movie, so I have to give it better <laughs> than a one. I think the Mario movie is more entertaining than no, episode two. I can't. I really, I, I do too. <laughs> I can never watch the Mario movie again. But you can always go good and watch things our and bad things. Unstable aside, opinions review. Yeah. You don't want to hear about. You don't uh, want to know about Mario it here. movie here. Go. Uh, we'll we'll link you to it. We probably won't. If you ever show me uh, something worse than the Mario movie, I will gladly rate it a one out of ten. Honestly, I'm surprised that you didn't think that episode two is worse than the Mario movie. 
I found it way more entertaining. Like good or bad aside, the Mario movie was way more. Entertaining. I just I yeah. like Obi One. Like I think the I think I think the room the room so is a to... far like but the room is the room is a far worse movie than Episode Two. I find it way more entertaining. Yeah, the room is is like bad for what it was supposed <laughs> it to gave be. Gave your it, stupid it... rating. <laughs> um, rewatching Episode Two, I found that it is just as bad as I remember it yeah. being. Um, it, it's its rating is just Jar Jar Binks. That is it. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Damn. Okay. You, you know what's funny too is that Jar-Jar. Nick apparently has seen episode two the most out of any of them, That's and he funny. couldn't even. I couldn't finish. He couldn't finish it. He well, was to be it. real, to be honest, I wrote a research paper and then I started watching it and I was already tired, so I decided to take a nap instead. I mean, yeah. I started watching it just after waking up and I already felt tired. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, I'd already you. watched the first episode today. Then I did a research paper, and then I watched the first half of episode two. I was over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you. <laughs> um, alright. So, God, my chair is making the friggin' fart noises again. Uh, I just, yes. I or just, it could just be Gabe farting. I feel that. Right. I just feel the need to clear the air every time that happens. Why I need you to bully me? not sit in a squeaky chair when we you record. Can't bump me. Uh, you deserve that. <laughs> alright. So. Do it. Episode three. Do it. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely the best of the prequel trilogy by far. Uh, it does. It does. I feel like it accomplishes what the other movies should have been from the start. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I think the other about prequels, to offend me. if the other prequels were as good as this movie, I feel like the prequels would generally be held in much higher regard. Um, but they aren't, and that's that's just what it is. But episode three is a good movie. Uh, I give it, um, what's a, what's a good rating for this one? Uh, be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just be funny. I give it another happy landing out of the high ground. (laughs) Wow, he did the memes. Oh Oh, no. He took that from me. Yeah, what are you going to do now? I I was haunted by the rating that you should have never given me. (laughs) No, that was just the exact things that Nick was going to use, so now he has nothing. Yeah, I'm broken now. (laughs) I'm just going to do it. Is that your rating? That's That's the rating. I'm going to give it eight dead younglings out of ten dead younglings. You had to go there. I had to do it. Is, is 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 a dead youngling a good thing in this scenario? Yeah. Is winning losing here? I mean, Anakin thinks dead younglings are good things, so yeah, it's good. Gabe, you can go. <laughs> I mean, episode three. Wow. Lucas. Wow. Great moves. Keep it up. <laughs> Proud of you. I'm going to give it eight out of ten chosen ones. Nice. Is that, that sounds like a cereal. The chosen ones, chosen O's. It's just like a burnt up Anakin. It's it's no, it's like Star Wars Lucky Charms, where the marshmallows are supposed to be like lightsabers and stuff, but they just look like blobs. (laughs) So Lucky Charm, yeah, (laughs) they're supposed to look like unicorns. They just look like a mess. So actually, just Lucky Charms. Yes. Do you have Lucky Charms? Probably. And I'm pretty hungry. So we're going to so. go eat some Lucky Charms and uh, think about 
what we have just done with our lives. <laughs> We're going to take a moment to contemplate what we've done here today. Yeah, we uh, so. we love you guys. We yeah. will have Thank please subscribe. We only much have better content to yeah. talk about next yeah. week. Yeah. We, we hopefully this this conversation because of the 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 gigantic mixed bag that the prequels are, I feel like was all over the place, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to talk way more about good stuff going forward next week when we do episodes four through six it was hard so. trying to like explain what i found like wrong with the movies without trying to be insulting because yeah. they had, i mean it does i do feel really bad for a lot of the people that were involved with this movie that had to face the back the backlash like especially yeah. the, the the kid that played anakin in episode one and the guy who played jar jar because they were both really heavily impacted by the backlash but it's like even though i don't i hesitate to criticize them because of that in like a lot of the stuff that happened wasn't really entirely their fault it just you know that doesn't automatically make the performances good yeah so it's not really something you can ignore it's just disappointing so. because of the like what you knew it could have been yeah yeah and it's not ever going to be well, that <laughs> at least i feel like at least there's a lot of other star wars stuff surrounding the era of the prequels mm -hmm. that elevate it like At especially got the memes out of it yeah we got the memes we out of did. it the clone wars the story both clone wars cartoons on cartoon network were really great oh and, the clone wars was, yeah. was top notch yeah all, all the expanded universe novels and stuff people are mad because that stuff isn't canon anymore but as far as i'm concerned anything is canon if you want it to be yeah so <laughs> as long as it as long as it works i don't see why not um but yeah so i mean in the end it's it was very it could have been more than it was could have been better but the movies were very influential and uh they meant a lot and at least episode three uh ended off this trilogy with they, the they got they got to where george lucas wanted it to be yeah i think all he really wanted to do was direct that final battle <laughs> yeah but yeah. i mean there was a lot more to the story that he had that he didn't know how to bring it yeah. in but he wrote, I mean, he it was a good story, yeah. just not executed. <laughs> I still, like, I still wonder 66. in, uh, in, uh, when the originals were coming out, because, uh, I guess, even though he, I do feel like he sort of exaggerates how much he had planned out from the start when talking about the entire plan for the Star Wars movies, uh, it, you know, he did kind of imagine it as at least the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy uh so when empire strikes back came out you know everyone was calling it star wars 2 mm -hmm. at the time but when it released it did have the subtitle episode 5 mm -hmm. so <laughs> i i just i still wonder like if there was like significant confusion surrounding it because there was like tv interviews with like mark hamill where he talks about like you know like oh you know there is going to be prequels, prequels and stuff yeah. but you know, Initially, for, for people you just know going that. into it, yeah. like, you know, not knowing any of that, I wonder if they're like, what? Like, what happened to that? that? <laughs> oh, you remember that cool space movie? Yeah, they made a second one, and then they go in, and it's like the fifth one, like, did we miss uh... four, like, well, I guess three other yeah. movies? And then they the re-released, um, they re-released Star Wars, the first one, as mm -hmm. A New Hope, episode four, and it was just, you know... I guess the more it was kind of conveyed to the public what it was supposed to be, the less the confusion was. But I can only imagine being in the theater and seeing episode five and being like, what? 
A good like, majority, what does that mean? Yeah, a good majority <laughs> of it was like yeah. kind of made up as they went along. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it doesn't mean it wasn't genius. Yeah. Star Wars in general is genius. It's a genius. The world thing. of it is genius. George Lucas was amazing. And I can't wait to talk about the, the genius next. of the original trilogy <laughs> next week. Hopefully it's as good as I remember. I did watch it recently and I really loved it, but I am mm. gonna watch it again. So I mean it's it's a classic. Yeah. It's great. Amazing characters. Uh, we'll, we'll have this a lot. Is, this of, is our preemptive review. I mean, but you don't want to hear about it here. You don't want to hear about it here. Come uh, back. Come next back week. next week, and we'll have loads to say on the yeah. topic. This has been great. Thank you for yeah. coming. Thank you for listening to us go off on Remember, tangents. Don't try like we it. Always do. We have that, the high that's ground. That's what Yoda said. <laughs> don't try it. Actually, it's what we once said. Guys, we have oh, the high ground. I, I thought you I thought you were just saying do or do not. There is no try, but far worse. <laughs> <laughs> just don't try. Don't it. try. <laughs> Please end. That my was actually now. a threat. All right, we love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> the cricket wireless commercial. <laughs> Bye. Oh God.